Welcome to the In A Word podcast. This is episode seven, Attention. In A Word is a newsletter that cultivates thoughtfulness one word at a time. Each issue is themed around one word, and you're listening to its companion podcast. I'm JC Verdicchio, the writer and curator of that newsletter. In this episode, we're exploring the word attention. Like... Probably most people in 2019, I've noticed my attention span diminishing. I walk into rooms and forget why I'm there. I open my email with a specific task in mind and unconsciously open the Target Weekly ad instead. Reading books is harder than it used to be. I call it internet brain, though railing against the internet is pointless. It's changed our brains and our world forever and it's never going back in the box. I can make it my nemesis, which would really be kind of a straw man argument for a deeper problem, or I can learn to engage with it without being swallowed whole. There are healthy tech practices to employ, like not looking at my phone first thing in the morning or right before bed. There are settings to limit blue light and daily time on social media apps. These are all good practices, but I rarely stick to them long term. I get into a good habit, then eventually succumb to the siren's call of constant reward. New email, new notification, new article, such promise. The problem is that I've labeled something bad and tried to set up rules to avoid it without replacing it with something good. It's like every ineffective diet that makes food the enemy. People don't tend to thrive when we feel deprived. Our willpower eventually gives out, and then we just feel doubly guilty. So go my self-imposed mandates to spend less time on social media or my phone. It's not enough to deprive myself. I have to replace the easy default option with something else. What would I rather give my attention to than the next email? It's a surprisingly difficult question. Attention is an investment. If I find that I'm investing so much of it online that I can't read a book or stay focused in a conversation with my husband, then I've pushed too many chips in that pile. If I find that I'm educated, entertained, and connected to people in ways I wouldn't be without the internet, then that feels like a good investment to me. In the New York Times Smarter Living newsletter, Tim Herrera writes, Everything around us demands our attention. So the way to fight back is to pay attention to what you care about and to care about what you're paying attention to. Is it truly worth your time to obsess over feuding YouTube stars or whatever is trending on Twitter? Maybe it is, maybe it's not, but you should know the answer. I keep trying to make rules to solve this for myself once and for all. I want my attention investments to be automated, like my retirement savings. But as I am loath to admit and therefore constantly need to remind myself, I am not a robot. 
I've blamed technology, a lack of self-discipline, and motherhood, just to name a few, for my oft-shifting attention. But there's actually something else going on here. I'm diversifying. In a retirement investment portfolio, diversification minimizes risk. In my daily life, I too try to minimize the risk of missing out, of spending too much time on a project with unfruitful ends, of being bored, by spending my attention in as many places as possible. I'm often half attentive to what I'm doing while worrying about what I'm not doing. When I'm writing or working, I fret over time I'm missing with my family. When I'm with my daughter, I feel my phone's magnetic pull drawing me to see what everyone's up to on Instagram. I'm not really investing my attention anywhere. I'm afraid of making the wrong choice and therefore rarely commit to any choice. In the truly magnificent movie Lady Bird, a school counselor tells Lady Bird that it's clear in her college essay how much she loves Sacramento, her hometown. I don't love it. I just pay attention, Lady Bird responds. And the counselor gives the wisest answer in the form of a question, isn't that the same thing? Love is marked by paying attention. We pay attention to what we love, and we grow to love what we consistently give our attention. There are so many things vying for my attention that I resist devoting deep, prolonged focus to any of them. The shortcuts I look for in rules don't work here because the heart's affections are not governed by rules. Time feels like sand running through my fingers most days while I scurry after it, frantic and frenzied. But sand builds a castle, and sand built the pyramids. Attentive love makes the difference. This word, attention, inspired me to think about capturing memories, and I wrote a poem about it. So here's the poem titled, Our Memories Are in the Cloud. I don't have to remember anything anymore. My second brain pings me when it's time to leave, time to send a birthday wish bursting with confetti. A dozen snapshots of the same sunset are on ice, in the cloud, so I am free from the fear of forgetting. I bottle my daughter's childhood, canning her carefree giggles like a tonic will drink when the storm clouds of teenage angst gather overhead, when the strain of growing up stretches us thin. She'll remember these pure days retroactively, through bright and blurry captured moments, Will she remember my third glowing hand? Just a minute. Hold still. Look this way. Smile. Don't you know how lucky you are?
Meet me back in your inbox to explore the rest of the collection. As always, I'm deeply invested in everything that I've shared. <laughs> so I think that it's really worth your time. The um, dangers of distracted parenting, I will put a star next to for all parents. It's not a finger-wagging, like, guilt-inducing kind of a thing, although it did convict me, and hopefully my habits have changed for the better since I read it. And another article I shared called it So Much More Than Cooking resonated on such a deep level, I can't even explain. So if it's, I'll just say this. If you, like me, have ever found yourself hungry and crying in your kitchen at dinner time over a missing ingredient, this is for you. And I would like to propose an alternate title for the author if she's, you know, republishing this in multiple places. I would call it What We Cry About When We Cry About Black Beans, colon a saga. <laughs> so there's some really good stuff in there. Um, I think it'll be worth your time to peruse. And as always, I would love to know what the word attention calls to mind for you. You can just hit reply to the email in your inbox or you can find me on Instagram. I'm at JC Verdicchio and send me a message there. I always appreciate how other brains come at a topic and often come up with things that I never would have thought of because you guys are so thoughtful. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed this issue, please do share it. There's a bunch of ways that you can share it. One would be to just forward the email to a friend. Uh, you can share it on social media pretty easily. There's a share button at the very bottom. And one of my favorite ways to share it is to just take a screenshot of a part of the newsletter you really liked and then share that in an Instagram story. And thank you so much to everyone that shared the contentment guide and just shares in general about in a word. Word of mouth is still the best way for people to find in a word and to join us in cultivating thoughtfulness one word at a time. So as always, we will close with a benediction Actually, two benedictions because I couldn't choose between them. May we invest our attention fully, wisely, and deeply. May we know the formative power of attentive love. Thanks for listening, and I will see you back here and in your inbox in a couple of weeks. And happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>